0: It is the Lord, hallelujah. In your Bibles this morning, Philippians chapter number 4. Philippians chapter number 4, and we're going back to verse 4, verses 4, 5, 6, and 7. Today I want to preach this message titled, Thankful Praying and Unbelievable Peace. Thankful Praying and Unbelievable Peace. We live in a moment in time which is no different than other times that uh, folks are full of anxiety and discouragement and fear and The Lord has designed the Christian life in such a way we don't have to live like that. As a matter of fact, we'll read this passage of Scripture together, and I'm going to share with you something that's unbelievable. It's unbelievable that God has promised His people that we can have the peace of God, which passes understanding. But it's true. May the Lord help us. Thankful praying and unbelievable peace is today's message Follow along with me as we read God's Word together. Philippians chapter 4 and verse number 4. The Bible says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. We come to this passage of Scripture, and the Bible says something that uh, just sincerely seems almost impossible. The Bible says in verse 7, The peace of God, which passeth understanding, shall keep your hearts. The Bible says that God has made it possible that the peace of God can keep our hearts and our minds. The peace of God can be our response, our reaction to all the burdens of life. The peace of God can be our response to trouble. The peace of God is what God has promised to rule and reign and lead in our hearts and lives. God's promise to give you unbelievable peace, peace that passes understanding. If you're a child of God and you've lived through trouble very long, you can understand this, that there are seasons and moments in life where God gives you peace at moments that you can't believe that you've got peace, but He's done it. There are other seasons in our lives as Christians where our faith is waning and wavering. Peace is a hard thing to find. The Lord wants to give us victory. The Lord wants to give us peace. The Lord wants us to have this unbelievable peace. Scripture says it like this in verse number 7. The peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ. When I hear read this phrase, the peace of God, think about the peace God has. I gave one of my favorite people some advice this past week. She was going on an airplane ride and to Florida, and I reminded her, she was a little scared about flying. I said, let me just tell you what I do. When I'm on a plane and I'm flying in the air, if things get a little bit touchy or concerning I always watch the stewardess she said why do you do that I said I always watch the stewardess because I figure somebody like a stewardess that flies all the time if something's really bad it'll show up on their face the things that aren't important they won't be scared the things that are important they will I said just keep your eyes on the stewardess and the truth is a stewardess has flown so much that it can get quite bumpy and quite turbulent in the skies and it won't bother her at all And you keep your eyes on the person that knows what's going on. Now I want you to think about God for a minute. When's the last time you think God wringed his hands about your problems? He doesn't. God's full of peace. He knows the beginning from the end. He has a purpose. He's sovereign. He's rich in love and grace and mercy. And I want you to know something. God is a God full of peace in his heart. And the Bible says that you can have the peace of God. Which passeth understanding. If you don't believe me, try it. Try the Lord. Attempt to trust him again. God's promise to give us peace. He says that I'll give you the peace of God, which passeth all understanding. He says it's going to keep your hearts and minds. How many of you ever have a wandering heart that wanders to fear? Wandering thoughts that wander to doubt. wandering thoughts and hearts that wander away in anxiety. God says, I'm going to keep your heart and mind with the peace of God. I don't know about you, but I read that verse and I think, that is a promise that I want. The Bible gives us some wonderful truth here and some things that will help us. So we consider this morning thankful praying and unbelievable peace. Let's look at this text together. We'll begin. Point number one is this. Rejoice always. Now, there's some words in this passage of Scripture that kind of jump off the page. Uh, verse number four, the Bible says, rejoice in the Lord always. Uh, that word always, we always put an S on the end of it. Always. Rejoice in the Lord always. Now, always, that's a big word and it? it's bold. Look at the next in verse number six. The Bible says, Be careful for nothing. Do you listen to that word, nothing? Uh, those were one of those, another big exclusive word, nothing. We see always and nothing. In verse number six also, the Bible says, But in everything, everything. You hear that word, everything. That's an ex- all inclusive word, well, that's a big word. And then when I think about verse number seven, the peace of God that passes around, I think that's unbelievable. And so when I read this passage of Scripture, there's some words that jump off the page. Here they are, always, nothing, everything, unbelievable. Now, those words strung together in one conversation, always, nothing, everything, unbelievable. I'll tell you what it sounds like. It sounds like the last time you got in a fight with your spouse. You know, you cry, always, nothing, everything, unbelievable. How many of you can test but Don't raise your hand. You can elbow your wife or your husband. It'll be fine. But uh, we use these big exclusive words. Most of the time, I'll just tell you this. Most of the time, if I hear someone using big words like always, nothing, everything, unbelievable, I normally turn them off because they're probably not telling the truth. (laughs) But in this instance, the Lord is sharing and showing us something. Thinking about these words used in a fight between spouses. and I want to tell you about the last time Ruth and I got in a fight. It was awful. She came to me begging on her hands and knees. And she said you come out from underneath that bed and fight like a man. <laughs> uh, I had to throw in a lame preacher joke, I just couldn't help it. Always nothing, everything, unbelievable. What's that have to do with me? I want to share with you this morning thankful, praying, and unbelievable peace. Number one, rejoice always. What's the Bible say for us to do in verse number four? Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Rejoice. The Bible gives us a command here to rejoice in the Lord. Now, the word rejoice literally means to be glad. Now, I'm telling you, the Bible is not telling us that you should rejoice when bad things happen to you. God doesn't look at you and say, you've lost someone dear to you. Rejoice. You lost your job. Rejoice. You are sick. Rejoice. God doesn't tell us to do that. What's the Bible tell us to do? The Bible tells us to rejoice in the Lord. Always. Now, there's a big difference. Now, look. Trouble and trials and difficulties and things that are unexpected and heartbreaking, they're going to happen in a sin-cursed world. And all God's people have to say amen there. But I want to remind you of something. That God has let us know that we can rejoice in Him. Rejoice in the Lord Always. What do we do? We're to rejoice in the Lord. Now, I want to remind you of something. That God is a sovereign God who's working in love and has a purpose in all of trouble and trials. Now, folks, God is using the trial of your life For an eternal godly purpose. I can't tell you, nor would I even begin to try to tell you, why God is doing what he's doing. And often things in our lives seem terribly inexplainable. But I'm going to tell you right now, as I look back on my Christian life, I can look back on times that were very, very, very trying and difficult and hard. And now, 20, 30 years later, I can say, I know why God did what he did and I'm rejoicing in what the Lord has done in the past. How many of you can look back in your life and you remember a trying time, but it's clear now why God allowed that difficulty in your life. It's clear now, and you can rejoice in the Lord because God used the trouble of the past to bless you in the present. How many of you can testify you've had seasons like that? Me too, lots of folks. If we took time to think about it, everyone here would probably have those things that they can re- guard and think of God in. Rejoice in the Lord always. Rejoice. (laughs) Rejoice. What are we to do? We are to rejoice in the Lord always. Now, let me get you back here where we were. We look back in the past and we think, my lands, that was a hard moment. But now, looking back on the past, I rejoice because God used that difficult situation in some way that blessed me immensely. Now... What does God want us to do? God doesn't want us to spend all of our time looking back, just rejoicing over that. We can rejoice over the past. We can rejoice because we saw God do something great through the difficulty of the moment. We rejoice, Lord. God wants us to do this in advance of knowing why we're dealing with what we're dealing with. God wants us to rejoice right now. Does that make sense? God wants you to rejoice in the Lord always. Look, you rejoice now in the difficulty, in the trouble, in the trial. You rejoice now because you know that God is going to use it somehow down the road for his glory and your benefit, and he is still working things together for good. God tells us to rejoice. We should be glad in the Lord. Now look, the moment is going to be hard. The situation is going to be trying and difficult. But in the middle of life storms, God calls on his people to rejoice in the Lord always. And he says, in case you didn't hear me the first time, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. We need to learn to be glad in the Lord. Look, this situation is hard, but God is good and I'm going to trust Him. And I'm going to be glad to know and see what God is going to do with this trouble and trial in the future. The way that God gives Christian people victory over the burdens of the moment is they learn to rejoice in Him at that moment and be glad in God's faithfulness, knowing in faith and believing that God is going to work things out for good. And God has a purpose in our lives. We need to rejoice in the Lord Always be glad. Be glad that God is working and God is on the throne and God can take the worst of the worst and make the best of the best. Rejoice. The Bible says we are to rejoice always. Rejoice always. Look the Bible says in verse number five, let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Do you know something that comes as a byproduct of being a rejoicing Christian? A byproduct of being a rejoicing Christian is moderation. That word moderation has everything to do with the way you respond, the way you react to trouble and trials and difficulty. God calls his people to respond in moderation. Reasonable. The word moderation means reasonableness. What are we to do when the things aren't going our way? God's people are to respond in moderation. The Bible says, let your moderation be known unto all men. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Let me ask you about your moderation. How is it? The last time things didn't go your way, (laughs) how did you respond? Did you respond by rejoicing in the Lord? Did you respond in moderation? Or did you go completely off the reservation? You see, God has made it possible that we can rest in troubling times. We can respond to difficult situations. Not in fear, not faithlessly, not running, not angry and mad, but in moderation. The Lord says, look, this is what I want you to do. I want you to rejoice always. And when you're rejoicing in the Lord, when you're glad and you know that God is on the throne, when you know God is on the throne, guess what? You don't just absolutely blow your top every time anything goes wrong. As a matter of fact, if you have this quality of overreacting, overstating, maybe use words like always, nothing, everything, unbelievable, at the wrong time, in the wrong context. If you have a habit of overreacting, It's because you're failing to trust God in the troubles of life. I wonder, are you teaching your children? Are you showing your children moderation, reasonableness, faith as you rejoice in the goodness of God? God's faithful. We are to be living always rejoicing. Rejoice always. Number one, rejoice always. Number two. The Bible says this in verse number six be careful for nothing. Be careful for nothing. That's a a hard phrase. The Bible says, careful for nothing. The word careful literally means anxious. The Bible says that we're to be anxious for nothing. This is one of those phrases in the Bible. I think, are you sure, Lord? Did you mean to put that there? Now, this is not a suggestion, this is a command. The Bible says that we are to be careful for nothing. It's a verse like Isaiah forty-one ten. It is both comforting and convicting. And sometimes I wonder how in the world can it possibly be true. Be careful for nothing. Be anxious for. Isaiah forty-one ten says, "This fear thou not." I'm like, really? Yeah. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed. I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will with the right hand of my righteousness. Now, the Bible says we're to be careful for nothing. That means anxious for nothing. How's your anxiety level? (laughs) If we're honest, it gets pretty high at times. But in all sincerity, God has said to us and taught us, look, you don't have to live anxious all the time. He says, I'm going to make it possible for you to have peace that passes understanding. Careful for nothing. The Bible says you can be careful for nothing. How? That's my question. How? Point number three. Thankful praying in everything. When we rejoice in the Lord, always, we're careful for nothing. We are to be thankful and thankfully praying in everything. Look what this next phrase said in verse number six. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer prayer. And supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. The Bible says that we are to, in everything, pray. Now, I don't know about you, but I think we probably get it backwards. The Bible says we're not to worry about anything. We're not to be anxious, but it says to be careful for nothing. We're to be careful for nothing, and we're to pray about everything. But let me tell you something, I think we kind of get them mixed up. We worry about everything and pray about nothing. And I'll tell you, when you worry about everything and pray about nothing, the end result is not the peace of God which passeth understanding. We're to be praying. Praying in everything. Not always we be praying in everything. We're to be thankfully praying in everything. Let me show you this verse. You need to see what the Bible says here. I believe it'll help you. Verse number six. The Bible says, in everything. Now, when you think about something you've been in lately. <laughs> I've been in a mess I've been in a fog. I've been in a funk. I've been in a a difficulty. I've been in a stressful time. I've been in treacherous situations. I've been... What have you been in lately? The Bible says whatever you've been in, in everything... By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your request be made known. In everything, whatever you've been in, in everything, in everything, you are to pray. The Bible says, in everything by prayer and supplication. The Bible says, in everything, you're to pray and let your request be made known to God. You're to pray. The word prayer and the word supplication are tied together. In everything by prayer and supplication. How are we to deal with the things we're in? We're to deal with the things we're in by prayer. And supplication. Now, prayers are just general communicating with God. We're to pray about everything. We're to talk to God, communicate with God. Let me tell you something. One of the greatest treasures of being a Christian is the access that we have to God through prayer. God hears and answers our prayers. It is a fact. Praying. Some folks say, I prayed, but God didn't answer. Now, I look. God Answers all of our prayers. God doesn't always answer our prayers the way he, we want him to. But God answers all of our prayers. And you can be certain that God is working. And God has an eternal purpose. And a good purpose. And a loving purpose. In the way he answers our prayers. The Bible says that in everything by prayer. Prayers when we just generally talk to God. And you should make it a habit. Talk to the Lord. By prayer. By prayer. And supplication. Prayer is that general talking to God. Supplication is when you literally ask him for something. You know what God wants us to do? He wants us to ask him for things. He wants us to ask him to help us with a need. He wants us to ask him to help us with a trouble. He wants us to ask him for healing. He wants us to ask him for things. He wants us to make supplication. Now the Bible says that in everything by prayer and supplication. Then it says... With, you see it there? With, what's the next word? Thanksgiving. We just got through Thanksgiving holiday. Our prayer and our supplication is to be made with Thanksgiving. What's that look like? Our praying should be rich with Thanksgiving. Look, God does not judge us for praying with a broken heart that cries out in bitterness and angst and even anger. God hears and answers our prayers. But God has said something. I want to help you. He says, I want to encourage you. I want to give you peace that passes understanding. If you want peace that passes understanding, here's what you do. In everything by prayer and supplication with Thanksgiving. You pray with Thanksgiving. When's the last time you prayed with Thanksgiving? Now look, the things that come to your mind, they're going to be Whatever they are, and you pray and you talk to the Lord about it. you need to talk to the Lord with Thanksgiving. The next time you bring a problem to the Lord, that's good and fine. but you pray to the Lord with thanksgiving. You find some reason in the midst of the burden that you're bearing, to give thanks and glory to God. Try it. You'll find reasons to be thankful. You'll find reasons to praise the Lord. We pray. we're to pray. With thanksgiving. This verse has been something that's helped me so much in the last week. You ever been through seasons in your life where you got a lot going on? Lots of things up in the air, burdens to be borne, griefs and troubles, and yours and other people's. And you're tempted. This is the way it works for me. I don't have any trouble going to sleep at night. Praise the Lord. I normally fall asleep within seconds, which is awesome. I sit on the side of the bed. I tell Ruth, if you've got anything to say, you better say it now. <laughs> because as soon as I lay down, boom, he's gone. But about 30, 5 o'clock, if I'm lucky, 5.15, I do this. Oh, my goodness. This is a mess. What are we going to do about this? What are we going to do about that? What are we going to do about this? What are we going to do about that? How many of you can uh, identify with you? Wake up and be like, oh, no. (laughs) You don't have to raise your hand. You can just say, oh, me, in your heart with me. One of those things, I thank God he wakes me up with something to do every day. I can praise the Lord for that. You know, it's easy to get to the place where you think, I'm quitting. I hate life. This is too much pressure. Or... As the burdens begin to roll and you begin to think about them, you thank God that he's given you something to do. Lord, I need your help with this. Thank you for the opportunity to serve you today. Lord, I'm thinking about this, and I know in the past you've helped me, and I praise you for that. And will you help me again? As we we pray, we're to pray with thanksgiving instead of being like, ah, we end up praying, Lord. I've got air to breathe and strength. I had a bed to sleep in last night. The heat worked. I'll be able to take a shower this morning and The hot water works. I mean, the the next thing, when you start being thankful, the next thing you know, you have lots, you find out and realize, I've got lots of reasons to praise the Lord. And when you begin to thankfully pray and seek the Lord in regards to the burdens, and when you begin to thankfully petition the Lord in regards to the things that are still up in the air, you begin to thankfully look back and see how God has been faithful in the past, and you can begin to rejoice. And the next thing you know, the burdens roll away because God's been faithful in the past. You've thanked Him for the things that He's been faithful for and you've thanked Him for the opportunity to serve Him again and trust Him one more day. And if you keep thanking the Lord in prayer, God does something that's unbelievable. See, here's what the Bible says. The Bible says to be careful for nothing and I say how in the world can I do that and God says I'm glad you ask. He says in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, what's the byproduct of thankful praying? The byproduct of thankful praying is unbelievable peace. He says you pray in thanksgiving and the peace of God passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus I'm not talking to you about the power of positive thinking I'm talking to you about you pray to God and you remember while you're praying to God and petitioning the Lord to meet your needs that are ahead you thank him for his goodness in the past you thank him for who he is you trust his sovereignty you trust his goodness And when God's people pray, thankfully, the result is he gives us peace that passes understanding. I want to challenge you to do something. When you're tempted to be fearful, you're tempted to be rich and rank with anxiety, when you're tempted to not rejoice in the Lord, when you're overwhelmed with life's events, Try something. Ask the Lord to teach you how to do it. To pray thankfully. Something about it. When we pray with thanksgiving to the Lord He's promised to give us the peace that passes understanding. Thankful praying produces unbelievable peace. If you don't believe me try it. God will prove Himself faithful. May Lord, help us to put our trust in Him. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and thanks, supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. All praise the Lord. Thankful praying produces unbelievable peace. You can trust the Lord. Let's pray.